Find in the Old Testament, the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings, if you will. And again, welcome to all our guests here in the building and in the radio audience and all our friends who join us by means of internet. And I trust that you'll be blessed today by being part of the service. Hope that you're uh, contactors. By the way, for those of you who uh, remember me testifying about while we were down in preaching in Alabama and, and uh, the episode about my tires and putting out some CDs, I got a call yesterday afternoon from Headland, Alabama. And uh, a fellow called, his first name is Lee, and God had really did a work in his heart and life. And he picked up the CD, he said, at the, uh, the, the tire place in Ashford, Alabama. And he was calling to say how God had blessed him and what a blessing it was. And I, I told him the story about it. But uh, I hope you'll pray for that man. What a blessing. This morning, I want you to look at the book of 1 Kings in verse number, uh, chapter number 20. Just one verse, please. Verse number 28. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills. But he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Will you bow with me for prayer? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you and magnify your name. Lord, thank you for a great week of camp for our teenagers. Thank you, Lord, for the, uh, for the uh, camp meeting that we had and the wonderful blessing. God, how you, you bless the hearts of those who were here through the preaching and through the singing. And our Father, through the ministry of your people who served so faithfully in the kitchen and around here. Thank you, God, for that. And God, I pray this morning that God, the Holy Spirit, would touch me and fill me with the power of God. Our Father, in this building this morning and in the radio audience and in the internet audience, are hearts that are hurting, hearts that are broken, and people, our Father, who are going through dark and difficult days. And I'm glad, our Father, that you are the light of the world. I'm glad, God, that you came to give freedom and liberty. I'm glad, God, you came to bind up the brokenhearted and to heal and to save to the uttermost all who call upon you. God, I need you now. I pray, God, that you'd take me, fill me, and use me for your glory. And God, I pray that you'd minister the hearts of these gathered in this building and across the, the internet audience and the radio audience. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we have the story of the assault of the Assyrians on the northern kingdom. They have come together, and the enemy was defeated in the initial attack. And the Syrians said this, because we fought them on the hills or the mountains, their God is a God of the mountains. And if we could ever get them down into the valley, if we could ever get them in that low place and into the valley, if they ever get in the valley, then we can defeat them. Because their God is only a God on the mountaintops. Boy, how they underestimated our God. Here is the valley speaks of difficulty. It speaks of problems. It speaks of heartache. It speaks of all those different things. My dear friend, you're going to go through those times. You're going to have those dark days. You're going to go through those. During our camp meeting, Brother Tom Gillum preached wonderful messages. And if you were here, you were blessed and helped. Our Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All we've got to do is follow. But my dear friend, here's a story of how the enemy came against them. I want you to notice, as it said in the beginning of this chapter, the assault of the enemy. Notice as they gather. It says in chapter 20, verse 1, And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together. 
And there were 30 and two kings with him and horses and chariots. And he went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. I want you to know that, my friend, that when you became a Christian, and as you who know the Lord, you've got a great host against you. There's an assembly. There's a, there is a, a whole army of demons, a whole army under the leadership of Satan that's come to defeat and to fight against the children of God. In that valley, you not only have the valley itself, whatever it may be, but you have the villains. And that's those who torment you and their voice. They harass the saints of God. And when you're going through a tough time, there's going to be, there's going to be that harassment of the enemy. He's going to fight against you in every way. Not only the circumstances you're going through, whether it, it has to do with the physical or emotional, but then there's going to be the assault of the enemy. I want you to know that he, has a, he comes against you. The Bible said he wars against our mind. So it's not only just the physical thing you're going through or the financial thing or the family thing, but there's also a spiritual warfare going on during those days. So, boy, you really got a crowd. And it says here that the, uh, the king of Assyria got all of his army and then he had 32 other kings to come against him. And here's little Israel, that northern kingdom. And then notice in verse number 27 what it says. And it says the children of Israel were numbered and were, uh, and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids. But the Assyrians filled the country. Now you see, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like that it was just, just you and just a few and maybe just you by yourself and that everywhere you look were the enemies? It says in one passage of scripture and this passage of scripture read through here, he said that he said the enemies were like the dust of the ground. I mean, they were just everywhere, everywhere you looked. There were enemies, the Assyrians against them. How many of you have ever felt like, you don't have to raise your hand, how many of you ever felt like that you were so all alone and that the enemy was all around you and you were overwhelmed by them and, and overwhelmed by the problems and overwhelmed by the difficulty and overwhelmed by depression, all those things just so gathered against you. And that's a reality. I mean, it's, it, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you, this is not an exaggeration. When the enemy looked at them, they saw them just as a little group of kids, the little, little, little baby goats. And here they were a great army and they filled the whole country. They were greatly outnumbered. Uh, their, 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 their armaments were greater. Their, their commanders were greater. Their, their, their sheer masses were greater. My dear friend, there's so many enemies against them and so many against you. They were assembled against them and the assault has begun. But I want you to notice the accusation that they made against them. And it reveals something of their attitude. Look back, if you will, please, in verse 23. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than them. They, they initially, God had said, the Assyrians are coming against you, but he said, I will defeat them. And God blessed Israel and they won the victory. But now they've amassed all of this great army to come back again for a second attack. And they said this, here's what they said. The accusation. They said, their gods are the gods of the hill. But if we can ever fight them when they're in the valley, then we'll surely win. Notice, the Holy Ghost of God, I believe, listed it for us like this, or gave it to us like this. Little G's, a lot of gods. See, they were used to having little gods. 
and they were used to having a lot of gods. But we only have one God. But he's a big G God. Amen. I tell you, he's big G. You don't need, you say, why just one? Because we don't need but one. Amen. He's sufficient. He's sufficient. And their accusation was that their God was only the God of the mountain. Can I tell you, they were right in fact that he's God of the mountain. Oh, he was God when Abraham offered up Isaac and he said he offered his, he's a ram in the stead of his son, which pictured Calvary. He was God on the mountain when he met with Moses. And when Moses came out of the mountain, his face glowed. He was, Mo, he was God of the mountain when he met with Elijah and all the prophets of Baal were assembled against him. And God gave victory and God sent down fire and destroyed the altar and the wood and licked up the water. And then all the prophets of Baal were put to death. He was God of the mountain, my dear friend, when the Lord Jesus Christ was transfigured before the saints on that day. He was God of the mountain when he gave what we call the Beatitudes. He was God of the mountain when he spoke to Nicodemus and said, you must be born again. And he was certainly God of the mountain on Mount Calvary when he suffered and bled and died for us. Thank God he was God of the mountain. We ascended back into heaven. But my dear friend, he's God of the mountain when he comes back and puts his foot on the Mount of Olives and it splits half in two and he comes to rule King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is God of the mountain. No doubt about that. But what they, what their accusation was false because they said he's God of the mountain, but he's not God in the valleys. And my dear friend, most of us will spend more time in the valley than we do on the mountain. Now I'm glad he's God of the mountain, but I'm here to tell you today he's God in the valley as well. There's no doubt about the existence of the valleys. There are problems associated with the valley. There are burdens associated with the valley. You know, there's all types of valleys. There's, there's the valley, my dear friend, of disappointment. Remember when Joshua led the children of Israel that came across the, the river Jordan and they, they came into uh, uh, that great city of Jericho and God had instructed them and they defeated that great city and boy, there was such a rejoicing and God said, everything in that city is dedicated to me. And there was one man by the name of Achan who stole a wedge of gold and some, a Babylonian garment and hid it under his tent. They went to the next little battle place called Ai and they were defeated soundly and 35 men lost their lives. Then the people got before God and wept and cried and Joshua cried. And there was such a sense of disappointment. My dear friend, you're going to face that. You're going to have times of disappointment. There'll be a valley of disappointment you'll go through. Now you say, Brother Billy, how can you live without? You're going to go through it. Just mark it down. You say, well, I don't want disappointment. Well, let me just say, if you don't want disappointment, don't ever get married. Okay. (laughs) Just don't get married. If you don't ever want to be disappointed, don't have children, right? If you don't want to be disappointed, don't get a job. If you don't want to be disappointed, don't go to church because you're going to experience disappointment. You're going to have times when you're, you're brokenhearted because friends or family or circumstances have come and you've, you face disappointment. There's a valley of disappointment. But then there's a further valley in the Bible. If you could look at it, there's so many things about it. David came as a young boy to a valley. And there was a great giant there. His name was Goliath. And that's a valley of danger. And you're going to face giants in your life. I'm talking about giants that that you're not capable in yourself of defeating. You can't do it. You cannot handle that. The things that come against you, there'll be things you, you don't have the answers to. There'll be problems and burdens and cares and enemies that come against you. And you're just nothing in their sight. 
You don't have the power in yourself to do it. There's going to be those valleys of danger, not only disappointment, but valleys of danger. I mean, it's legitimate. I mean, it's real. The enemy is real and the problem's real. And it's not just in your mind. It's really there. But you cannot handle it. You're going to face that. You're going to face that. Then you're going to find, my dear friend, like in the book of Joel, it said multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord's near in the valley of decision. There's going to be times that you'll not know which way to go. Times that you don't know what to do. You're just going through, how are we going to do? What are we going to do? You just don't know what to do. And those, there are times when you're in the valley of decision and you just don't know which way to go. And the devil says, if we could just get them in the valley of disappointment, if I could just get them in the valley uh, of, of danger, if I could just get them in that valley of decision, then we can beat them because their God's only a God on the mountaintop. And then there's another valley. There's the valley, my dear friend, of disease. That's a low point in our life. That's a valley. But you, you're living in a world that's under the curse of sin. And being saved does not eliminate you having to face those type of things. Our bodies are mortal bodies. The Bible says of the saints of God that when we die, our bodies will be sown in corruption, but raised in incorruption. It'll be sown up in weakness, but it'll be raised in power. It'll be sown a mortal body, but it'll be raised in immortality. And so every saint of God that's here and in the ready audience, your body is basically a weak body. Your body is a corruptible body. Your body is just, it's just a tabernacle you live in. It's just part of this, this plan of God. And because of sin, sin's entered in. But I'm telling you something. That's, that's a valley that some of you have to go through. The sin of disease. And then there's the valley of, de, there's the valley of depression. Oh, what, a, what an awful time. There have been times. And you know what? When you look at the Bible, a lot of God's men went through that. Elijah, that great prophet who defeated all the prophets of Baal. Next time you see him, he's running and hiding from the queen and hiding up under a bush. And he's wishing he was dead. I remember reading about Jonah and God sent revival. And right after revival, old Jonah went and he wished he could die. And then I read about the apostle Paul and the apostle Paul said, he said, I want to tell you about my troubles that I had. He said, I was pressed beyond strength above measure. I even despaired of life. My dear friend, every person in this world sometimes goes through the valley of depression, brought on by a lot of different things. But you're going to go through those valleys. My dear friend, and then, of course, there's that great valley in Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, after you knew no evil. There's that valley that you'll have to go through. But I'll tell you something. You know what the enemy said? The enemy said that their God's not God of the valleys. That's what he said. He said, because they said, I'm God of the mountains or God of the hills and not God of the mountain uh, valley. He said, I will deliver them in your hand. I want to tell you right now that not only is there a burden in the valley, not only is there a troubles and difficulty and you're going to face those valleys. But I want to tell you, my dear friend, there's some beauty in that valley. Matter of fact, if you ever travel much, you'll notice that the, the, the most beautiful scenery is most of the time in the valley. That's where, the, where the, the grass and the colors are more brilliant. 
That's, that's where there's, there's more nutrients. It's where the growth takes place. My dear friend, mountaintop experience are wonderful. That's where you shout and, you, and that's where you have the victory and the air is clear. But it's in those valley experiences that you grow. There's an old song that used to be sung, In the valley he restoreth my soul. And my dear friend, in that valley, there's something beautiful. It's not just the colors of the flowers that are brilliant. Not just, not just the, the, those things. But there's something special in the valley. Because in the valleys you have problems. But in the valley there's a presence. In the book of the Song of Solomon it says, he said, I'm the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. I want you to know, my dear friend, that every valley you ever go through, valleys, he'll be with you. There's an old song we used to sing, he's the lily of the valley. But the Song of Solomon said he's the lily of the valleys. Every valley, that valley, my dear friend, of disappointment, he'll go with it with you. That valley of discouragement, that valley of disease, that valley of, of, of doubt, that valley of death. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's with us in the valley. And I want you to know, my dear friend, that he's able to bring you through. It's a difficult thing. You got to go through it. You know, I, if you were in the camp meeting, Brother Tom said something that was a blessing. A lot of little things. If you didn't listen good, you'd miss it. He said, our Lord knows nothing about going under or around or over problems. He's came, he came to lead us through them. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't, you, no need to expect you're going to miss the valley. You're going to go through the valley of disappointment. You'll go through the valley of disease. You'll go through the valley of danger. you go through all those valleys. But thank God he knows the way through the wilderness. And he's God who'll carry you through it. And he'll bring you safely out on the other side. But let me say something to you. Not only is he there with you, not only will he give you victory. He said, because they said that he's not God of the valley. And the devil will say, God's not with you. God's not going to take care of you. God doesn't love you. If he lets you go through disappointment, or if he lets you go through disease, if he lets you go through those things, then God doesn't care. God doesn't love you. He, that's not so. There's a blessing in the valley. There are blessings in the valley that you can't get anywhere else. And God wants us to go through to get a blessing in the valley. Look with me, please, in the book of Psalms, in Psalms 84. In Psalms 84, look at verse number 6. And notice what it says. It's talking about our great God. I want to read verse number 5 verse. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, talking about the Lord, whose heart are the ways of them. Notice verse 6. Who's passing through the valley of Baker, make it a well. Water also filleth the pools. Now, that word baker, what does it mean? If you look at your marginal reference, and if you, you have it there, maybe you have a Schofield Bible or others, it has to do with weeping. It has to do with tears. It has to do with bitterness. It has to do with sorrow. My dear friend, nobody wants to go through those valleys. You, now, you don't look forward to going through any of the valleys I've listed. But there's a blessing there. And he said, because in those valleys, as you go through them, I love that part of it. You go through that. He said, he makes it a well and rain in the valley. God sends refreshing. God sends a blessing. And it's in those darkest times of our life. It's in those deepest valleys we go through that God will be with us and he'll bless us and meet needs and do things that we, we could never imagine. He's going to do something special for us. It's there when you dig a well 
It's there when you begin to receive refreshing. And you know what? It's a blessing that God is God of the valleys and he'll carry you through it and he'll bless you in it. There are three things I want you to note about the blessing of that valley. First of all, there's a, a perception of his presence. He said in, in that situation, he said, I'll be with you. And he said, it blesses that man who's the strength, who's the Lord is his strength. That time when you can't help yourself, that time when you've come to the end of your rope, that time when you don't know what to do, that time when you don't think you can take another step, I'm here to tell you, God can carry you through and he will carry you through. And you'll perceive his presence as never before. He'll be there with you and he'll put his arms around you and he'll love you and carry you through that. His presence will be there. Sometimes we walk by faith and not by sight, but we'll never walk out of his sight. Sometimes, my dear friend, we go through the darkness, but he's always the light and he'll guide us through. He's always there. And sometimes when you can't see his hand, you'll feel his touch and you'll trust his heart because God's there. My dear friend, in that time, you'll learn something more about his presence you've ever known before. He'll not leave you when you go through the valley. And because you're going through a valley doesn't mean he doesn't love you or he doesn't care or that you've done anything wrong. Sometimes you just go through those valleys because he wants you to know more about him and learn about him. Paul says in that passage, the book of 1 Corinthians, when he says about all of his troubles and problems beyond strength, above measure, even despair of life. He said that God taught him a lesson that he might not trust in himself, but trust in the Lord. What time I'm afraid, David said, I'm going to trust the Lord. Sometimes God's people get afraid, but it's in those days that they trust. But now watch this. Not only do I notice that you'll have a new perception of his person, but my dear friend, for those who are, are the saints of God and for those of us who know the Lord, my dear friend, there, there is, a, there is a, a personal growth in that time. There's something God's going to do for you there that he can't do for you anywhere else. God will help you to grow. And you'll, you'll look back and you'll say, God brought me through this. God will carry us through that. Over my life, my, my and Regina's life, we look back at things that we've been through and the Holy Ghost of God will remind us, if I brought you through that, I can carry you through this. God will teach you things by experience going through those times. And I'm telling you, that's not a pleasant thing. It's never pleasant going through those valleys. It's a difficult time. I don't mean to tell you and minimize it. And it, it, it may last for a period of time that you'll just cry out to God. And you don't know what's going on. But I want to tell you, I promise you, he's God in the valley. And I promise you, he's in control. And I promise you, he won't ever leave you or forsake you. And I promise you this, he'll bring you out on the other side. And you'll look back and you'll see what God did and how God worked and how God blessed. But my dear friend, listen, not only is there a place of personal growth there, but there's also a preparation for the future there. Here's a man passing through the valley of bitterness and he digs a well and, it, and all the pools fill up. Now He's going to go through. He'll be out of it in a little while. Why didn't take time to dig a well? I don't want to dig a well and live where depression's at. I don't want to dig a well and live where there's problems at. Why you dig a well? Because there's some other folks passing that away. There'll be others coming that way. And can I say something that what you're going through now, 
God's going to get glory in it. You're going to learn more about him than you've ever learned before. He's going to help you to grow like you've never grown before. But I'll tell you something else. He's going to, in your life, dig a well. And out of that well, you can refresh others. A lot of things you go through, I can't say I've ever been through. I've never been there. Some of you can. When Brother David Bradley's boy died, suddenly went to the funeral home and there were hundreds of people, thousands of people there. And as I was in the line, people were coming by shaking hands and, and, and consoling him. But I kept seeing, he could see me at a distance and he kept looking at me and kept looking at me and kept looking at me. And when I came up to him, I didn't have anything to say, but just to hug him. But as I hugged him and we wept together, here's what he said. He said, I know you know what I'm going through. And can I tell you that what you're going through now, God will help you to dig a well. And what you're going through can be a refreshing and a blessing to somebody else. I want you to know today that he is God in the valley. You're going through that tough time. You're going through that dark hour. But God is God, not only the mountain, but he's God in the valley. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to teach you more about himself than you've ever known. He'll help you to grow like you've never grown. And he'll help you to dig a well so you can be a blessing and refresh others down the road. He'll turn that burden into a blessing and he'll cause it to be used by him to be a blessing to others down the road. And thank God for that. God is able to take every circumstance and turn it for his glory and for your good. I want you to bow your heads together for prayer this morning. God, the Holy Ghost spoke this little truth to my heart on yesterday afternoon. I had a difficult day. I wrestled around a lot of things. Just seemed like it, 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 nothing was working. And late yesterday afternoon, I'd been praying, reading the Bible some. And God called my attention to a little book by a friend of mine, Brother Joe Arthur. And God spoke this little truth into my heart right here today. He is God in the valley. This week, I've had so many reports of my friends who are going through valleys. I have a good friend that most of you know, Brother Wayne Warren. He's given his life, he and his wife Jackie, to ministering to missionaries and to preachers. And they, they, they use their home and the Anaru Christian retreat just to touch lives. He was diagnosed this week with cancer. And I called Wayne and left a message one time. And Wayne goes out and prays every morning between 4.30 and 5 in the woods. He does it every day. And he called me from time to time over the last several years. Up in the morning, he said, Brother Billy, I prayed for you for daylight this morning. And when I called the first time, there was no answer at home. And I said, Brother Wayne, before daylight this morning, I prayed for you. And then the second time I called, I said, Wayne, the one you've been talking to every morning at 430 in the morning, he knows what you're going through. And then finally, I got to talk to him. And boy, his heart was encouraged. He's a great man of faith. And I said, brother, we love you and praying for you. God knows. And he said, I know that. He said, you know what? He said, I don't know what the future holds. He said, I'm just excited to see what God's going to do. And can I say something to you? You're going to go through some valleys. 
But you'll see what God can do in those valleys. God will make himself real to you. And folk around you will be astounded that you go through those times. And yet you have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Because God's made himself real to you. God's helped you to develop and grow spiritually. And God will turn that burden, that valley, into a blessing, a well of water to refresh other souls in your life's journey. I, I, I may not be talking to everybody this morning, but because you're not in a valley now, but some of you just come out of one and some of you will be going through one tomorrow. And every person in here will need to know that your God is the God of the valley. The enemy is a liar. He's able. Will you stand with your heads bowed and your eyes, eyes closed? Can I say something to you? That only those who know the Lord Jesus Christ can claim this promise. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's only for those who know the Lord. I want to ask you a question. If you were to die right now, do you know you'd go to heaven? If you don't know that, I want to invite you this morning to come and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. To believe on him, receive him. You must come to that place where you're willing to turn from your sin and turn to the Savior and to receive him. And you believe on him in your heart and call upon him and ask him to come in your heart and save you. But there are some here this morning who are Christians. No doubt you're going through a valley. Some because of bereavement, some because of physical financial problems, some because of other things. But I pray God the Holy Ghost this morning spoke to your heart and reminded you that he is, in fact, not just the God of the hills or the God of the mountains, but he is God of the valley also. Our Heavenly Father, this morning, I pray God the Holy Ghost right now do a work. God, I pray God people cast their cares on you. And God, even in the valley, I pray God that they'll be able to praise you. I pray God that you'll help them. Our Father, in this experience to learn and to grow and develop and Lord, to know more about you and Lord, that you'll develop them in their faith and their love and the dedication and the surrender. I pray God that what they're going through, God, that you'll use it as a well of refreshing to others who may pass that way. God, use them for your glory. God, many in this building already who've gone through tough times and difficult times. I've watched them over these 14 to 15 years. God, what a blessing they've been to me. In spite of all they've gone through, I've seen them remain faithful to the house of God. I've seen them, Lord, as they praise you. And God, as they've come out of those dark days, God, I, I know that they've testified over and over again that had it not been for the Lord, they wouldn't have made it. But God, you brought them through it. And I pray, God, now that you help our friends who are currently going through those valleys, those who will face them this week, I pray, God, that you do something special. And we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name.